0: Mike's Daily Podcast Episode 2605 Mike's Daily Podcast 2605 I forgot to slate the last podcast Oops Yikes It's Mike Matthews It's Mike's Daily Podcast From Cafe Anyway Somewhere in Podcastro Valley It's gonna be a great show And I hope that you are A friend of mine as we go forth Mike's Daily Podcast Into this podcast land together I threw it on the ground Oh, thank you for putting that Mike's In my YouTube feed Daily We're gonna talk about fairness podcast. today We're gonna talk about all kinds of yeah. Interesting things Starting with And the last episode was, was 2,604 I called it Derby Because we were discussing roller derby. Well, I was discussing roller derby 30 years ago. It was a clip of me 30 years ago calling into a well-known radio station in Los Angeles at the time. A station that was quite... It got quite big in the 90s after the riots, the L.A. riots. They decided to put on the police chief that a lot of people thought was... Partially responsible for the L.A. riots He was a talk show host On this AM radio station I did not call into his radio station It was somebody else's show And I knew the producer The guy that answered the phones So he got me on the air And I said something rather uh, I guess Bizarre on the radio About roller derby Because we were discussing sports And oh baseball and how People that play baseball you see their faces there's no mask over their face so you get a lot of the facial expressions and you, you're you kind of thinking what's the player thinking I don't know some people and I guess that's true of basketball as well <sighs> so that was an
1: interesting and here's today's podcast picture if you
0: want to hear that go back and listen to that we're going to do a podcast picture of my lovely lady friend and I and you can see it at Mike's Daily Podcast because I have a website Now, there's another very famous website called YouTube.com And some people make money on it I could care less The late, great Basil the Boxer, he could care less about YouTube He's on YouTube, I think there, In the early days of being on YouTube In like the 2000s, in the O's We'll see, we got Basil in 2010. That's right, so I've had a YouTube account since 2004, 2005, somewhere in there. And when I got Basil in 2010, I do these short little videos where it was all about plugging this podcast. And some people saw Basil and they were, oh, what a cute dog. But. I didn't make any money off of it. Now, some people make money. I know a guy who is having an issue right now with YouTube, where YouTube said to him, you know what, you know, you're making money off of us, but we're gonna stop you getting money. We're demonetizing you. uh, Because you are getting money sent to you. It's fraudulent activity. Yeah, it's really confusing how they said this. They said, uh, you are, your monetization has been disabled because we've determined that your channel does not comply with YouTube's YouTube partner program terms. Oh, and by the way, you may not be hearing this on YouTube. This might be just only on Google Play, even though Google owns YouTube or Apple. Or Well, see, here's the fun thing and why I love podcasting and why I will never will never say never but possibly never do a YouTube channel where I am filming myself A cuz it'd be boring as heck B this is an audio based type show and I'm an audio based type guy and I have a face for Audio based type stuff. I have a face for radio. Although that expression doesn't work anymore. Because most radio stations and radio shows. Film themselves. Or live stream. Or do something like that. But. I don't care. If YouTube de-platforms me. Or takes me down. Because I'm being heard on all these other platforms. That's all I care about. Is getting out there somehow. And YouTube has taken me down. There was. There was. Just around the time my mom passed away They decided Oh we're going to take you down Because you mentioned Ballot harvesting on your podcast And well there I go I'm mentioning it again aren't I But my the If you go back and listen to that podcast Which you can You can't watch it on YouTube Or hear it on YouTube As you're watching just the podcast picture The Podcast that I did I think this was February of 2022. I was discussing how I don't know what ballot harvesting is. What's all the hubbub about ballot harvest? What is it exactly? Because there was all this stuff going on, like Dinesh D'Souza's movie and just all this talk on conservative talk radio about it. And I was thinking logistically, how does this work? What is it to quote the band yeah. Faith no more, thank you Then They took me down because I, They said, oh he's talking about ballot harvesting Let's take him down ah. And that showed me YouTube, they're fickle It's a fickle friend And here are all these channels that, base, that that get money That exist Because of YouTube And at any moment YouTube can go, nope You're gone, adios We'll pull the plug on ya and then these These video channels Have nowhere else to go What are they gonna do Go on Twitch Well they've already got A fan base on Twitch Because they're a Gamer based video They'll survive there Are they gonna go to What is it What's the Conservative version Is it Rumble It's not par- Parlor's down by the way Parlor was the uh, Conservative Equivalent Equivalent of Twitter, and at last I checked, parlor was down. Then there was let's see, there's is it Rumble, or some other th- thing? See, I can't, I don't know. I guess if I was full-on conservative talk radio guy, I would know this, but there really isn't an equivalent. So once YouTube takes you down, it is a it's not a democracy. And they just, you're gone, you're done. And I watch all these YouTube channels where the people, they need it. They they utterly get floored. They're thrown off when they get deplatformed. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcast Drove Valley, 10, the last place on earth. All that money they're making. Okay, so I watch these people. There's a lot of them and I was really hooked on it and I I had to wean myself off. These folks that do YouTube channels where they travel to Disneyland and they walk around Disney World, Walt Disney World. There's this one guy, there's a couple guys and they all know each other. And they go to, they. Th- this is the place, that they go to amusement parks all across the US, they go to roadside attractions, museums, All around the U.S. And I found it interesting because I'm like, when am I going to end up in Indianapolis at the Indianapolis Museum of Art? Or where, when am I going to make it over to that weird Georgia garden where the guy has made all these interesting art pieces that are bizarre and funny? When am I going to make it to these places? And I like, I'd like to escape but then two things occurred to me The fact that it, Well, they have A lot of these people cannot film very well they, they have shaky cameras And you're watching this on a big flat screen You get sick Motion sickness I do anyway I'm very sensitive to this kind of thing So I immediately eliminated all of these people That have YouTube channels Where they film it lo-fi and they're they're just holding the camera Because they, they shake it too much And I get sick And if they put the camera on themselves And they're talking to the camera And they put the camera really close to their face I'm like, no I don't want to see your <laughs> Please uh, You've got some odd looking teeth Why are your bottom teeth bigger than your st- Anyway Cafe anyway or you have, there's uh, some women that they put on the makeup and they got to do their hair just right. And you can tell they're kind of doing that thing with their lips where they're trying to make their lips look a little. And they're, they're seeing themselves. It's not that they're, they're looking right at the lens. They're seeing a video representation of themselves with that screen that's turned back around. So they're like, oh, I'm going to look the best way I can. I get it I'd probably do the same thing I don't do the video thing This is why I don't do the video thing And then the other thing That occurred to me Was the fact that They could just be easily Like that Snap the finger Taken down It's an unfair platform YouTube So my friend This is what he's dealing with They are Telling him We're taking your channel down. We're uh, Demonetizing you He's still got his channel But As a result Of of him not complying What they're saying Which He doesn't even under He's like I'm complying What are you talking about? As a result Your channel will lose access To all monetization tools And features associated With the YouTube Partner Program All because of Fraudulent activity Your channel is out of compliance Due to scams Content that deliberately tries To mislead users For financial gain And then they have a link for him to go to learn more about spam deceptive practices and scam policies. On the other hand, we still give opportunities to our partners if you would like to appeal. Okay, you can't appeal with YouTube. I have tried. They don't even look at what you write them. Check out what appeal options are available to you on YouTube Studio. You must submit your appeal within 21 days of suspension. Uh, The date is also shown On YouTube studio In your channel's Monetization overview Next to the start Appeal button Based on your YouTube studio You must submit An appeal by May 24th Oh and then check this out As long as you're able To reach the threshold For monetization below Which Here are the two things You need to do This is like You have to climb Up to the top of the mountain And snatch The golden egg From the pterodactyl that lives up there Get 1,000 subscribers With 4,000 valid public watch hours In the last 12 months (laughs) What? I have You can go to my YouTube channel now I think I got 30 subscribers And I think 30 of them are dead There's no subscribers to my channel Get 1,000 And this guy My friend here has over 2,000 subscribers. Good job. You also have to get 1,000 subscribers with 10 million valid public shorts views in the last 90 days. I don't know what that is. So anyway, my friend, Cafe anyway, my friend is going through all these problems. He has gotten, actually, he's gotten really far in the process. He actually talked to someone. Well, Somebody reached out to him Uh let's see Hi there Thank you for reaching out I hope you're doing well Actually somebody wrote him This is This amazes me This is how far He got into the process With the monolith Known as YouTube My name is Marisol (laughs) Someone named Marisol Works at YouTube How beautiful The name Marisol is So beautiful And it's It's probably Probably this is some guy named Jeff. But he decide, if I go with the name Marisol, this will disarm this angry c- customer. And I'll disarm them. Because you don't know what they look like. You don't see their face. Everything is just rigid. This is the same thing that happens with Apple. If you run into any problems. Or Facebook. If you get deep deplatformed by Facebook. You don't ever talk to someone on the phone or see them face to face. So here's Marisol stepping up on... Uh, stepping... Stepping on behalf. My name is Marisol stepping on behalf. Okay, that, that's exactly what is written here. Stepping on behalf of Gray. So that was the last person my friend talked to. Gray. And I'll be assisting you today. I appreciate your time contacting us about channel monetization. I completely understand how much it means for you to have this issue sorted out. We'll gladly work on this together. That was copied and pasted into every single person Mar- Marisol talked to that day. That is just wide open, could apply to anyone. Because obviously, whoever's contacting Marisol must be angry. This is to diffuse them. I do apologize for the confusion regarding your monetization We have consulted the issue to our We have consulted the issue to our internal team Ooh, the internal Citadel of YouTube I will send you an email once I have an update Rest assured that I will provide you with, the, with details about it If you have any questions about this, feel free to reply to this email in the meantime, please check this Help Center article about what, we mon- what we, what, about what we monetized. Okay, Marisol has reached out to my friend. My friend then reached back out to Marisol, responded to Marisol saying, hey, not only do I want an apology from YouTube, I want to be monetized like post haste now. Post now. Get it up now. What the heck, YouTube? (laughs) Really? So, we'll see what happens, but my friend is not very happy about any of this. The help center for YouTube, the the, the help center for anything that Google does is so fraught with, Uh, my friend pointed out in this video he posted, which he's had over 154 views Which this podcast If this makes it to YouTube Will probably only have two listens That's fine I'll be happy if it gets two listens But the help center never works One of the dates he pointed out Said you had to have something posted By October of 2022 And you know make sure you get this posted before then Okay Okay time machine where where did i put my time machine where's my tardis speaking of tardis and british and all things england let's go to james all Ol- john oliver james oliver is the cook john oliver is the wonderful hilarious comedian he did this fun and we'll we'll talk about katy perry also talking about england and by the way taylor swift and ed sheeran okay taylor swift She likes British men, apparently, because now I think she's into the guy from 1975, that band. She used to be with that other guy, that actor, the British actor. And as you know, she has this rivalry with Katy Perry, although that got diffused with the video to You Need to Calm Down, where they dressed as One was a hamburger One was a hot dog And then they hugged In the trailer park It's a great video But they have a lot in common So Katy Perry was married To Russell Brand Who's British And now she's married To Orlando Bloom Who's British And so she got to go To the Coronation yesterday And she couldn't Find her seat And there was a big Thing on the internet About it I found out about it Through my lovely lady friend She posted a quick thing on Twitter saying Don't worry guys I found my seat And she didn't capitalize any of the words She didn't use any punctuation Except for the apostrophe And don't So it looks like something she just did Really quick with autocorrect You know just like I don't care about this I see what's happening This is all I have to say And then everybody responded to that Apparently, her trial of musical chairs where she couldn't find her seat at the coronation wasn't her only moment of mishap. She was seen losing her balance after she left the coronation and nearly fell after one of her white high heels slipped on the wet ground. However, the singer managed to avoid a tumble. Gotta understand, Katy Perry, I mean, where is she from exactly in the US? I've heard she spent a lot of time in Santa Barbara. Around the time I was in Santa Barbara, I went to UCSB and one of the radio stations. Ooh, I should play a clip of I'm gonna play a clip of it right now. Uh, that I worked at was Y97. Santa Barbara's Hot FM. Uh-oh. There. Oh my gosh. My recording apparatus stopped for a second. And I thought, yikes. I'm I'm gonna deplatform myself on accident. Oop. Uh, yeah. So she spent some time all over the U.S. Who can claim lay claim officially to being Katy Perry's home and st- home state? I don't know. But the t- Taylor Swift is now dating somebody from 1975 who i don't know exactly if this guy that she's dating is heterosexual i was surprised to hear that he was heterosexual and dating taylor swift so there's that take with that what you will if you know more you may want to correct me if you're listening to this podcast and i'm ending everything on an up note for some reason okay here is a little bit of me oh boy 30 years ago
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, This is
0: 89, I think. Oh my gosh, 89.
1: Roxette! Oh yes, you know, there's a reason why they call us the Hot FM, and that's because we play great music. That was Roxette and The Look. This is the latest from Roy Orbison. You got it!
0: That was the new Roy Orbison song. And
1: he had just passed away, so... I'm Mike Matthews, and we're riding along on the Nocturnal Express. (laughs) We've been doing it since midnight, and our destination is in sight. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Hello, I'm Mike Matthews. I'm sitting in. Whoops, you can't hear me. (laughs) We're sitting. I'm sitting in for Guy Good, and we're working on a 60-minute power play with the Escape Club and and Shake for the Sheep. 1987
0: Aw, Escape Club. Wild Wild West wild west that was their big hit and oh that don't be afraid oh my love i'll be watching you from above and i'll give all the world tonight to spend with you because i'm on your side <laughs> I'll be there That was what it was called Oh boy It is so funny If anybody remembers that song It was the saddest song That came out in 91 1990 91 In fact Oh boy Oh I'm just having a memory Okay so I started radio in 86 And my first full time job Now I was work I was going to UCSB So I didn't Go and get a full-time job in radio Until 1990 Late 90 I think it was And one of the things I did Was I worked at a Adult contemporary station Called KNJO 92.7 I don't know what it is now But it was in Thousand Oaks, California And that was the music station Part of my shift also included being on the air on the AM station, which was a comedy radio station. All we did was play comedy cuts. And it was any kind of comedy cut. It could be comedians. We were playing a lot of Jerry Seinfeld. We were playing funny, weird, weird Aliankovic stuff. We were playing a lot of, you know, George Carlin, Monty Python. It was an amazing format. So, but back on the music station... One day my boss says to me, Hey Mike, there's a lady who has family listening to this radio station and she wants to call in and just talk on the air and just say, basically say goodbye to her family because she had terminal cancer. And I was like, oh wow, what? Okay. He goes, this is how you put a caller on the air. Uh, There's microphone You know what to do Just go live This is how you go live Blah 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 And Good luck Bye I'm, I'm out of here <laughs> He took off So I was like All right. Oh that was the other thing He goes Here's a cassette On this Are two songs That the lady did uh, so Apparently she was a pop artist In England That had a, She had a couple minor hits Can you play these Also on the air And since this is, this is At night the general manager doesn't care, just do it. All right, okay. So I got the cassette, she called in, I put her on the air. I I didn't know what I was doing. I said, so uh, tell me a little bit about, I interviewed her basically, one of the first interviews I ever did on the radio. And I have no, I have no copy of that at all anywhere. But I uh, played her two songs, and then the phones lit up. It was her family calling in. So then I put the family on the air and they were all, we're going to miss you. Oh, this is terrible. And, you know, it was sad. It was heartbreaking. Just, oh. And I got that early, early on in radio. And it made me realize how important a medium radio is. Because here instantly people can call in and they can bond with someone that they're going to lose in a matter of days. Oh, to, th- to think about it now I have no copy of- I couldn't record it Because at the time This is pre-digital age The only way to record This whole thing Would have been on cassette And I was using the cassette player On the air live So there was just it, You just have to take my word for it It It's etched in my heart And my mind And I I hope the family Got some kind of closure from that I don't know if it helped I hoped I helped I hope I helped in some way But what I did was I did I did play that song That song came out The Escape Club The song I'll Be There Which is all about somebody Singing to someone from the afterlife It's a very sad song You can look it up on YouTube But yeah And we're going to play some music A little bit later on Some new artists And if I do play These artists I'm going to play a little bit of them uh, Because I don't want to get Dinged by YouTube Which I probably will Because I'm talking I'm bashing YouTube On today's podcast Basically Even though I use YouTube And I love The travel channels That don't shake the camera That aren't shaky with it There's one There's an RVer TV That I'm enjoying Because he doesn't shake The camera Odyssey oddities or Oddity, odysseys. one of the, I forget. They're wonderful to watch because they don't shake the camera and they do it very professionally through the lens. Uh, California through the lens, they do a great job. We love that stuff, but everybody else, Adamu, Carpetbagger, uh, Tampa Jay, all these guys, they need to really learn how to hold a camera because they do it just so slipshod, it's terrible. Okay, so that's a little bit of Santa Barbara and Mike and Escape Club (laughs) get dinged if I play any more of that. See?
1: Oh, wait. Here we go. There's the train. Yeah, we're riding the Nocturnal Express. My name is Mike Matthews, sitting in for Guy Gooden. And uh, let me tell you about the weather. It's going to be a high of 58, a low of 40. And it's going to be a little windy. Currently in Santa Barbara, it's 41 degrees with Simply Red holding back the years on Y97 as we continue this 60-minute power play. That's a lot of time. Album version Guy Gooden
0: Did a show called Space Pirate Radio For Decades In Santa Barbara And he was very well known So much so That he was good friends With Brian Ferry And I'd never even heard of Brian Ferry Till I met Guy Gooden And then I ended up About four years ago Went and saw Brian Ferry In concert in Oakland Pack theater This was pre-COVID There was an idiot sitting in front of me, I talked about it on the podcast, watching his phone, reading articles on his phone, while Brian is performing on stage with his excellent band, doing Roxy music, his solo stuff, it was awesome, and I'm thinking, I'm never going to a concert again, because there are idiots like this in this world that go to concerts and watch their phones! (sighs) This show is all about fairness today. British uh, singer Ed Sheeran beat the estate of Marvin Gaye. Got to get it uh, up. Not wasn't that song. It was that was Blurred Lines. So Marvin Gaye's estate successfully sued the guys that did Blurred Lines. Robin Thicke. Whatever happened to Robin Thicke after that? Robin disappeared. I don't know where he is. Maybe you know. Maybe he's on some TV show, reality show, something. But I don't... He vanished after that. As far as I know, he never had another hit song after that. Pharrell had hit songs. That he had Happy. He's on that song. But Ed Sheeran also ran into trouble with Marvin Gaye's family. Let's get it on. His song called uh, the We Found Love Right Where We Are. Whatever are that song's called. I forget at the moment. I'm having a brain fog. The fog. As in England Sets over London We found love right where we are That one Marvin Gaye's family said Nope you're using the same chords You're, you're copying let's get it on Well Ed, Ed Sheeran won And maybe this is And Ed Sheeran's been sued before For some other copyright thing And he won that one as well So maybe this is turning a corner. I think the Marvin Gaye family, the Marvin Gaye estate got a little bit too zealous, too greedy. And maybe this will shut them up. And maybe this will be a a shot fired that people who wanna sue other musicians. There's a Portlandia skit where they make fun of this. Like, hey, do you think your song sounds like somebody else's? We're gonna sue them and we're gonna make a bunch of money. So I don't know I hope this shuts down the Marvin Gaye estate Because dang it It it, it just gets too crazy With all these lawsuits And now we've got AI And that's going to launch a bunch of lawsuits So There is that bit of fairness That I wanted to talk about today Good for Ed Sheeran I'm glad that, that won uh, it's, it's, Talking out loud Something out loud Okay that song you know what I'm talking about so Ed Sheeran's doing good. Good for him. Katy Perry found her seat. Good for her. Uh, Taylor Swift is dating British guys. May end up Brit, uh, marrying a British guy. Who knows? Um. Oh, Perry is set to perform with Lionel Richie and musical group Take That today. All right. So there you go. More British stuff. Uh, British comedian John Oliver poked fun at Ron DeSantis recently, and poked fun at a lot of things that you, is a normal person living in this world, you may not know about Ron DeSantis. And let me play a little bit about this. Apparently John Oliver was then criticized by Ron DeSantis. Two
1: weeks ago, uh, you did a wonderful piece about That That
0: is, by the way, Seth Meyers. And the two of them are, if you need anything, if you want to laugh at politics, Watch the two of them, Seth Meyers, John Oliver and Stephen Colbert. They are like the kings of of the well, that type of late night comedian, male comedians talking about politics, but they are all really hilarious at what they point out
1: on DeSantis yeah. and uh, he then, the LA Times I guess, he gave a quote to them and he called you irrelevant. He did? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a fair hit, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so that's typically what politicians do when they get mad at comedians. Oh, he's irrelevant. Like that's supposed to be, they don't even know what the word irrelevant means. Uh, nobody watches him. Okay, I guess that's supposed to scare them. Ooh, I'll be out of a job but listen to what John Oliver says. There.
1: It might be the first thing he said I've agreed with, to be honest. I mean, it's also, it's a little rich because we we had to, we reached out to them in, in the advance of putting that piece on. We so you never do a piece about anybody no. without reaching out, No, right? we pay, had pages of questions for him and he, they ghosted us on all of them. So um, yeah, his response was literally irrelevant to us because he didn't <laughs> provide one. <laughs>
0: yes, and he also, apparently, he, well, that they oh he brings up the whole thing about Thai food that Ron DeSantis used to say Thai food and they, they joke about that. But this is the part that I and apparently you know when you look at a YouTube video if you're watching online, if you're watching on a through a desktop computer, uh, you will see the most viewed part. And I love that this is the most viewed part of this particular video, because <laughs> I've talked about The fact that Years ago When I was doing The Santa Fe Cafe Which If uh, I If you did If you're new to this podcast The Santa Fe Cafe Was a show I did For 11 years In Ventura County It sounded a little Something like this It was on a country station And uh, There was a In fact I did it for about a year At the Hyatt Westlake Club I ended up doing it For 11 years But In the first year we did a focus group. And I, What the, what's interesting is you, with the way they did it, you were seeing the focus group happening in real time. So people were talking about me and the other DJs. We were watching them discuss it in the next room. Discussing us. So the moderator of this discussion of this focus group said, Okay, what do you think about I, I went by the name Matt Michaels, then I flipped my name around. And this one huge redneck, because this was a country station, this redneck said, I hate him. <laughs> and all the other DJs looked at me like, uh, you should probably put on a disguise when you leave. And I go, He didn't know he doesn't know what I look like. This was in the early nineties, and at that point, Radio announcers and hosts and, and DJs Were not broadcasting themselves On Facebook Live, YouTube, etc So they had no idea This guy had no idea what I looked like But it, it, it's funny though That was the one time I did a focus group And I failed miserably The hotel at 880 Southwest Lake Boulevard Starting by. Cafe Thank you, Joe. On 100.7. K-H-A-Y. Shania Twain Rascal Flats, The Judds. Coming up, as well as Trisha Yearwood, Toby Keith. And right now, Tracy Bird, I'm from the country. And soon we'll have local chef Tim Berry answering your questions on Food State Tuesday during kh prime time at 9, every 9 p.m. to midnight. Must be seen, no TV. Turn off your television. Turn on Ventura County. It is the KH Cafe. Wow. There you go. That's me talking fast. And that was a little bit of the segment called. Let's go, go back, back with Matthew. Matthew. All right. Um, back to John Oliver. So he was talking to Seth. The conversation talked. The, the, the discussion went to about how um, John Oliver in the early days of his later tonight program. Uh, he was he had guests on. He had twice he had guests on and then they canned that. HBO didn't like the fact he, he said, eh, that's alright, you don't need guests, you can talk more about your story, your topic instead in the time you would have used with the guest. But John Oliver makes a joke to Seth about how, how well Seth does interviews with guests
1: you don't have to have a guest <laughs> you could just add that time to the story and we jumped so quickly on that because you are good at talking to guests I am, I would find it hard to fake enthusiasm for an objectively bad movie <laughs> that was being <laughs> pitched
0: in front of me there oh, are and, and when I did the Santa Fe Cafe one of my listeners that I found out uh, this one guy that listened because he told me I met him at a party uh, a party that was being put on by my ex-wife's best friend, because they they all went to high school with him, was Zachary Levi, who is the guy who plays Shazam. And Zachary Levi, this is back in the early days, he was just starting out in television, and he told me, oh, Mike, or he, that was Matt Michaels, Matt Michaels, I listened to you on the Santa Fe Cafe. Well, poor Zachary Levi got a little bit of a punch from John Oliver in this recent video. Right, you, the longer you do this job, you know there's no oh, bad movies. I,
1: I love it. I love, I love watching you interview people so much. Just to see, I can see it. It's a such a suppressed glint in your eye of, well, congratulations. How dare you? Don't give up the game. Shazam 2 looks great. No, no. Come <laughs> to a theater near you. It does, look great. it does look good. It does look good. It does look good.
0: And I won't play the rest of it because I'm sure YouTube's going to ding me on this. But yeah, they say, "Why did you, why did you reference a recent movie?" Chad Oliver's like, "Yeah, I could. I should have gone with something else, but that's the only movie that popped into my head." Yeah, it's a bad movie. Oh, watch the honest trailers on it. Oh, and this is where Zachary Levi is painting himself into a corner because he is a total. He's known as the geeky, good-looking, geeky guy. He's all muscle bound and now he's got this beef going on with the rock and the rock being black Adam and all that. And, and Shazam was supposed to be in black Adam in the comic books, they were intertwined, but not in the movies. And it's all a bunch of over CGI crap anyway. Ugh, not a fan, but I don't know if I'm a fan of Kristen cinema but apparently Republicans are not fans of Kristen Sinema because she is facing challenges from the right and from the left should she run for re-election in 2024 but the threat has not pushed the Democrat turned independent into the arms of the GOP she is absolutely done with parties she says and she will never join the Republican Party she said during a taping Uh, face the nation today now that you're an independent you'll never become a Republican Margaret Brennan asked no she said you don't go from one broken party to another (laughs) wow I'm not here to talk about elections today she said pressed about her plans if she does run she will face challenges from Democratic Representative Ruben Gallego and Republican Mark Lamb, but the Senator has used her party transition to call for and end the rise in the partisan partisanship that's going on in Congress. This, uh, according to Politico. and Kelly Garrity wrote this news article, very short news article. It ends with Kristen Sinema saying, I would suggest that what I tried to do in the United States Senate right is to show, that we have differences. Differences which should be celebrated. That's an important part of a democracy. But those differences shouldn't stop us from getting things done. Here, here. Okay. Hey, we're outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley. Look who's here as my wonderful computer probably just froze. Hello, Mike my Matthews, it's only two Horns Kipshot Supervisor. I don't even know who that is. Oh, you don't know cinema? No, Mike Matthews, I go to the cinema and watch a movie. Do you watch Shazam too? No, Mike Matthews. I do not watch superhero movies, Mike Matthews, because there's too much CGI and stuff. Uh-huh. All that CGI and people that are in, in 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 incredibly good shape. You're like, no, no one looks like that. Wait, that's an actor that's eating way too much protein, taking some steroids, and who knows whatever else, so... Yeah, Mike Matthews. Exactly. I love just watching movies like *The Notebook*. Oh, it's so sweet and touching and sad and just like *Firefly Lane* on Netflix. Mike Matthews, I watch that. It. it is very sad. It's very sad. So my my lovely lady friend, <laughs> she <laughs> she's like, okay, because we're we're stuck on it now. We're watching it. We're 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 binging. And you heard. Of the performance that a lot of actresses do. They do this performance and it is called it's, it's, it's been done all over the place. It's called the vagina monologues. Well, my lovely lady friend calls it, calls this show Firefly Lane with Katherine Heigl <laughs> and Sarah Chalky, both whom are excellent, excellent actors in this show. They do a, such a good job. They do some really good acting. Anyway, my lovely lady friend calls it the vagina dialogues. But um, that made me laugh. Look who else is here.
1: Oh, Mike, this is Floyd the floor man,
0: And this is John Deere the Engineer. Wow, Mike, this podcast really is all over the place. Mm-mm. And it's going to go even more f- weird places because it is now time for the Mike Matthews New Tunes Feud. <laughs> Yes. Here are five songs. I'm going to play you five songs. And I've lost everybody listening to this podcast now. But that's okay. That's all right. You're, you're the true fan if you're listening to this. Because I'm going to play you some new music. I didn't make this new music. But people have emailed me this new music to Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com. And because they were so nice to send it to me, I said, okay, I will play this on my podcast. The first one is by somebody oh it's a band called Kodiak Arcade they say mike i make electronic music and work with ai to make visual art well there you go there's ai being used gratitude mixes with nostalgia in my new track about chosen family it's a dreamy it's dreamy like a washed out half remembered slow dance sometimes people become so interwoven into your life that it's hard to picture it without them. This song celebrates the long-standing characters who have known many versions of me and keep choosing to make new memories. Okay, and this is called Grow Together and it is by Kodiak Arcade. Kodiak. There you go. A little snippet of that. Kodiak Arcade with Grow Together. And then song number two, which actually this was supposed to be song number two. But okay, this is song number one now. Sean, or song number one is now song number two. Sean Rice, our guitar player, Sean Reese, rather, sent us a demo titled So Many Zippers. We got so excited about this song and instantly knew we had something on our hands. Oh, this band is called Slightest Clue. The band has been sharing a lot of music with raw and gritty textured guitar tones at the time. And we became really inspired to write a riff with those types of sounds. Once we had a rough idea of what the song might end up becoming... A big inspiration to get it finished was the idea of playing it live. There was an electric current that gets all four of us hyped up whenever we play it together. And we knew that this crazy energy had to be translated into the final recorded track. Okay, this is the band Slightest Crew, Slightest Clue, rather, with a little bit of their song Zipper. Alright Then We have Oh Diana Morgan And She's talking about Kunk on Earth Oh 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 That's the comedian That does the Kunk on Earth thing On Netflix Speaking of other Netflix shows The next song Is by The Weather Holds I'm Hi Mike I'm Montreal based Producer and composer Devin Bate The Weather Holds is my latest project, a folk supergroup with the electro-acoustic influences of my musical training. Looking for someone during the Montreal curfew was particularly complicated. Different kinds of yearning blossomed all over, but nobody really knew how to act on it. The whole rigmarole of courtship took on a weird rhythm. It slowed down mostly, but for some... For me, that's not a bad thing. Montreal can be a hot place. Sometimes the best time to do when it feels too hot out to move is just to move slowly. And in New Love, it's best to move slowly then too. Okay? And this is the song from The Weather Holds. It is The Weather Holds. And their song with the heat moves slowly
1: to kick it too.
0: Then let's take the risk <laughs> I'll roll the dice. And I'll do my best to keep okay I gotta stop it or I'm gonna get dinged by YouTube which I've probably already been done and there's two more songs this one is from original pairs every time when old friends just start showing up ever have a time when old friends just start showing up out of the woodwork the phone starts ringing with calls from people you haven't heard from in years or friends who don't who didn't even know you didn't even know you had then you know you've made it or at least people think you have and all of a sudden they want to get close well, a few years back that started happening to me and I thought it was, a, it was pretty ripe because I hadn't made it by any stretch. I was working my took us off day in day out. I was mulling this over one day looking at this really sickly beat up weed tree in my backyard and it hit me. If that's what people think then I better own it and let them know what I do. In fact, have money on a tree. Okay. So this is the song Money on a Tree. A little bit of this from the band called Original Pears. Wow, crazy. And the last song is from someone named Matt Fasulo. And Matt writes... Hi, Mike. My name is Matt Fasulo. I started playing guitar in 2005, posting covers of my favorite songs on YouTube, but it wasn't until college that I decided to start singing before uh, performing live and eventually producing my own music. My music combines the familiar with the new, which is a perfect way to describe my new song, Video 99. The video and game rental store in Stouffville, Ontario... Oh, wow, I got a lot of people from Canada emailing me. That's interesting. So Video 99 was a video and game rental store where I grew up. It represents an era that I miss greatly. I'd give anything to go back in time and walk into the dull beige 90s carpeted store again to rent an N64 game. That's why I wrote Video 99, a tribute to that moment of time in my life. Okay, let's listen to a little bit of that, our last song on the Mike Matthews New Tunes feud.
1: Wow,
0: there you go. My mom had a video store for over a decade, so don't think she ever rented out games. But there you go. That's the little game. Which one of those songs did you like the best? Give me a call at 510 208 409 Wait. No. 510-228-4640. That's what I meant. That's 510-228-4640. That phone number is also on the website, DailyPodcast.com. And more ways to reach me. Here is A-Frame. Oh, and whatever you do in this life as a little... Addendum here. I would like to say just try being fair Be fair lean towards being fair Look out for things in life that that you see that are unfair and try and correct it to as best you can Don't become some kind of vigilante But just try to be good to your fellow person is all I'm saying as best you can just the basics of common sense this society has always been on the lacking side of common sense. When I was a kid, I remember being at a summer camp and my counselor, the the, the, the guy that was like running our cabin and our counselor that was overseeing us, talked to us, sat us all down and talked about common sense and how you'll get through life just fine if you use common sense. This is back in the 70s they're telling us this. So it certainly helps us even more now with the craziness of everything going on. So do your best and spread that little message to everyone about common sense as best you can. Okay, and if you'd like to spread a message to me or send me a message or whatever, you can do so By contacting me with these uh, ways, like my email and such.
1: Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at Podcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye!